You're tuned into Finding Your Frequency with hosts Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. Connect with the show. Call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. And welcome back to Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Jeff Spinard. I'm your co-host, Ryan Treasure. And we just had a fantastic interview with Mr. David Fagan. Yeah, it was great. Uh, now we will be talking to this gentleman. You know what? I really like uh, uh, this next guest. Yeah. Uh, we have known each other probably for eight years. Uh, we go way back with other events. But uh, this gentleman, Mr. James Dentley, has trained and inspired over 300,000 individuals throughout the United States, Canada, and Europe. With over 30 years of experience as a successful entrepreneur, James Dentley has helped thousands of individuals learn how to create success in their lives and their business. In addition, he's helped many companies to excel in areas of training, profitability, communication, and leadership development. As an MLM professional, James has helped thousands of individuals succeed in building a home-based business, and many have achieved a seven-figure income. Mr. James Dentley, welcome to the show. Well, hello, Jeff. How are you, sir? I am doing fantastic. Awesome. So, yeah, James, welcome to the show. I know you've been out and about very busy lately. Uh, <laughs> I have been trying to trying to lock you down on certain occasions, and you're coming in from here. You're going out to there. Listen, tell us a little bit. Tell the audience a little bit about who James Dentley is. Well, first of all, I want to tell you and Ryan, this is an honor to be on your show. As you mentioned, I've Thank known you, you for eight, close to ten years now. Yes. And I've been a, a great fan of your work, but also a fan of you are and how you show up as a person. And Ryan, it was just Thank incredible you, uh, getting the chance to meet you at the, at the City Gala. Uh, you know, for me, I've been, like you mentioned, an entrepreneur for many, many years. And yep. uh, the intro you got, I think it might be a little dated because I thought about it and said, wow, it's over 40 years now. <laughs> <laughs> but... But you know, I always, when I grew up in Chicago, as I grew up, my mom was a single parent working in a grocery store, and I had three sisters, and I was the second child. And I was the person that always went out and created money. I would I would get her Kool-Aid and then make her Kool-Aid when she went to work and put it in these little Dixie cups and freeze it and go sell it out to the neighborhood kids <laughs> for a nickel and a dime. I would nice. collect uh, pop bottles, soda bottles. I would collect and turn them in everywhere I could find them. Rake Lee, Shovel Snow, Kerry Grocery. So that's been, I was never afraid of the work ethic. You know, I had my first actual job. I was like 10 years old. And I would catch the bus about, oh, about 15 miles public transportation to go to work on Saturday mornings and I would work and I got that $25 check. I was so excited to have $25 at 10. It was pretty cool. You don't <laughs> see that much that anymore. I love it. Yeah. And you know, as I kept uh, moving uh, through, the, through the process of, of just wanting to do more for my family, you know, I was really driven, Jeff, because my grandmother who lived with us, uh, she had gotten sick and and my aunts, my mother's sisters, um, they had this great meeting. I'll never forget it because my mother was extremely upset. And my grandmother was sort of taken from my house and put into a nursing home. The challenge was that it was two hours away and my mom didn't have a car. Right. So when we got a chance to, to, to go visit her, it was a treat for me because she was the one that, that would let me stay up late. I would make popcorn and I would tell her jokes and she would laugh and tell me I'm going to kill her about all these jokes and I keep telling these jokes. And I went there and I saw these bed sores. I know what they are now, but I didn't know then. But right. at, at a young age, all I remember 
was the way that nursing homes smelled. She remembered the smell. It just never, ever left me. And, and you know, when I, when I vowed at an early age that it wouldn't happen to my mother. You know, so as I proceeded to go through my life, and I've always been that person that wanted to give back to my family, you know, give my mom a house to make my mother proud, right. proud of me. You know, I went out and got a job in high school, and I'm not going to talk a long time later to get to your questions, but <laughs> I want to get to put the meat here. Right, right, right. I went and got a full-time Shit. job in high school. I would go to work at 6 p.m., and I would get home from work at 3.30 in the morning, three school nights a week. And I wasn't a great student, but I was a good enough student to get out of school with sure. that uh, C-minus average. And I tell you, when I got out of high school, they made me the general manager, the youngest general manager of the restaurant. So when you talk about success and frequency and achievement, when I go backwards, I realize that now that I had this great gift to yes. to remember information. If, if information, if I wanted to, to put it in my memory and lock it in, I could lock it in I couldn't get rid of it. From, from I mean, from the time I was eight years old, there were things that I still remember and I can quote to this day, and they serve me well today. And that was just the gift that I had, but I didn't know that you can make a living with it or you can make a difference with <laughs> right, it. It was just right. something that I could do. And when I got it, they made me the general manager, man. I thought I was rich because I was a general manager at 18 <laughs> years old of churches for I chicken. Yeah, yep. but it's easy to feel like you're rich when you live with your mama. <laughs> sure, sure, that's true. <laughs> I didn't have any bills. My how times have changed. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So then I moved to Texas and I got with a company called Steak and Ale and Steak Lobster Prime Rib, 150 employees. I lived in Dallas, Houston, Midland, Odessa, Abilene. Had an incredible time. I got a chance to grow and work with people that were not like the people I grew up with in my neighborhood. I became great friends and had a lot of success. And I said, look, if I can manage a business and run a $2 million operation, $3 million operation in 1980, surely I can be in business for myself. Well, the first thing I learned is that I didn't have a mentor. And I didn't have any mentorship or any experience. I had experience in managing a business, but not owning a business. So I opened up several businesses in Chicago, and uh, I did well for a little while, and then they struggled. They were sputtered. And I couldn't figure out why I kept repeating this pattern. And again, I, I didn't I didn't have the book, uh, The E-Myth by Michael Gerb. I didn't understand. I didn't. Uh, nobody told me about it. I didn't know where to go to get the information I needed to get because I found very quickly there was a big difference between managing and owning. There was a different mindset. Completely. And you yeah. had to be sharp as a manager. I was good at it, but it was fast. But owning was a, is a different viewpoint you have to look at. And I pattern everything that I teach today as I train speakers around the world and entrepreneurs as I coach them and help people achieve breakthrough in their life. You know, that I just take my story in my life and just try to make it better. And I went on this quest, Jeff, and you know, Jeff and Ryan, to just figure out why I couldn't keep it together, why I couldn't maintain the success that I would achieve. And I started putting those, those building blocks together. And I never forget I've had times when I was homeless. I remember being so stressed out that I ended up drinking and had to go to AA for 28 days. I called my family together and said, wait a minute, look, this something's off. I'm not stopping. I need to go somewhere. And you know what? In those situations is where I got my biggest spurt of growth, where I found the roots. Because I found some psychologies and philosophies and things that, that, that served me well in living a life of full fully express life, a life that every day I wake up happy and, and fortunate and humble sure, and honored just sure. to be on this planet and that somebody will want to listen to me as I speak and, and, and inspire not a, you know, over half a million people now around the world. So it's just an honor to get a chance to do what I do. And that's pretty much my story, man. I have this incredible wife who is retired at the age of 36 as a, a physicist and scientist who's an incredible human being. 
beautiful on the outside, but even more so on the inside. Wonderful children. Yeah, we got and the, pleasure, we got the pleasure to meet her in Los Angeles. I figured out something to make the last 15 years. I mean, it's just absolutely incredible every single day. So that's who I am, and now I'm just here to, to that share is awesome. and to serve and, James, and we, help make it all better. I definitely appreciate that. And you know what? Working hard as a kid, and you know, I think uh, we've been through very similar scenarios. You know, growing up, you know, uh, having the paper route and always making money yeah. to help the family. You know, and I would be helping my father and my family. You know, by the time I was 11 years old, and always had that that. Uh, zest for you know business or or I should say the smarts for business uh, and how to make money uh, but what I was learning or, along the way was that I had this innate uh, capability to uh, bond with people and you know mm-hmm. conversate and you know really learn to put myself in a position or to to help other people to help themselves. And I think, you know, when Voice America came around, the major goal and the biggest concern that I had coming from the traditional media uh, uh, stages was how can I do more for the clients I work with? And that's kind of what it's all about. How can I mm-hmm. serve you? How can I help you? How can I you know, help you get better? So... When you're uh, on stage and you take stage and you're working with people, you know, what is the, uh, is there a secret sauce? Is there a how-to that you're teaching? Well, first of all, it's really about being fully self-expressed and understanding how to speak, but also that it is an art form because we all can talk. Right. And some of us have a gift and we're natural at it, but to teach it, you have to understand the science of it and be able to understand people and how we think and and why we think the way we do think and where that comes because what you live you learn what you learn you practice and what you practice you become but what I do in all the speaking and training and community camps and courses that I put on through our company NBC University I really get in there and, and really help people to uh to get to get comfortable with being uncomfortable with, be, with being with another person being right. present being right there with them and not just speaking to them uh-huh. but speaking in, into their listening that you can speak into their nervous system that you can touch them by understanding how to use the melody of the voice understanding the psychology of personalities but more importantly being so authentic and understanding as speakers that it's such a humbling thing that we get to do that and people that and teachers that people would listen to us and and hopefully there's going to be a great result and we and there's a consequence of them of us showing up in their lives and them showing up for their own life and that together we do things greater because a rising tide really does boat all boats. Right, uh, sensational. I mean, it's just you know. I remember again. I remember you back when I first met you, and I, I we were at an event, I believe, with Bill, um, and you were moderating. So you talked to you know, all the speakers or all the people would get up on stage, the guests or whatnot, and you would moderate the panel and ask questions. And yeah, you, know, you were just so smooth in your delivery, and you asked the right questions. I thought it was cool. Um, we are coming up on commercial. 
break here, James. So uh, Ryan's mm-hmm. going to take us to break, but we'll be right back talking more with Mr. James Dentley. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, go check us out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Voice America Talk Radio, and of course out on Twitter at Radio Ryan 1, at Jeff Spinney 2, at Voice America TRN, and we'll be right back with our fantastic guest, Mr. James Dentley. Stay tuned. Finding Your Frequency will be right back. 